Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Hey everyone, it's Kelsey. And Jeff, and we are here to tell you a bit about our partner Anchor. We know that you're a fan of this podcast and maybe you thought, hey, I want to make a podcast too. Well, we have great news for you guys. We want to tell you all about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast for a few reasons, but to start out, it's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Plus, you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Do it, you guys, and enjoy the show. I'm on a journey to get better, and I want to do it with you. And I'm not just focusing on physical health. I'm focusing on everything, emotional wellness, spirituality, finances, relationships, and so much more. Every week, it will be my personal goal to bring us, the world's leading healers, experts, and game changers, to share groundbreaking secrets and tips to getting better in all areas of life. Getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when we can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Manu. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. That's what we do here every single day. It is Wednesday, February 3rd, 2021. And our quote of the day comes from our guest today. I love this quote too. If you spend your life walking through somebody else's museum, you will never find out whether you're a Rembrandt or not. That is from Adam Carolla. 
successful actor, comedian, podcaster, a friend. And we're going to chat with him today about how to create your own success, which we all always need more of. Right, honey? Yes, I thought you were going to give us the Quartzite Karen quote. Oh, yeah. shit. I got the Quartzite Karen really quote. really the quote of the okay, day. Okay, so, guys, <laughs> By the way. Um, we will update you on who Quartzite Karen is in a second. But, yes, her quote really inspired me. But what's really funny is, you know, this is... Um, Give some, someone, let's give some, let's give some context first. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to give it to Hawaii Five O Kevin, yeah. and uh, he's gonna, <laughs> he's going to tell us <laughs> about courtside Karen, so that you can have a little frame of reference, and then you can see how Kevin was feeling very badly for her, and you know, there's a lot going on with courtside Karen. Uh, I ended up finding one photo in her, you know, her Instagram of luxury glamorous photos that was very inspiring so take it away hawaii Five O, kevin okay really quick the uh, <laughs> hawks played the lakers and lebron james ends up getting in a courtside argument with uh, a fan and the fan's wife gets involved and lebron has security throw out the husband wife and i believe two of their friends and um, she she went on a little Insta rant afterwards, dropped a few F-bombs, saying don't talk to my husband that way. And now she's been labeled courtside Karen. So with some due diligence, we went to her feed where she claims she's an Instagram model. And she is. She has about 60,000 followers. And every picture is her in some, some fabulous of, setting. Some kind of Insta pose. I mean, yeah. it, again, it, I'm not knocking her because that's literally 80% of the people I see on Instagram. But you found the one quote that actually was a pretty cool quote. It was a really <laughs> friggin' great quote. So, guys, I love this. And I'm going to, I think Kelsey and I will make um, our very own t shirts that's and right. jackets with this quote. Mm, it's, please. it's a jacket she's wearing. And it's, <laughs> we should share it in like the stories, actually. Done. Um, it says, stop trying to make everyone happy. You're not tequila. <laughs> so, see, you see, even Courtside court Karen has something to offer. Everyone has a story. Everyone's got mm-hmm. something to share, and you guys. don't, And you don't have to tune into Regular Guy Fridays to hear it. Sometimes you can hear it on the big show, too. I'm dying laughing right now. So, yeah, I did find something uh, that was positive. I and actually think that's a pretty <clears throat> good quote. I think it's a freaking amazing quote. Right? I am obsessed with it. So, yeah, I'm serious. Kelsey and I are going to make our own jackets. I'm so down. You know, I've been really kind of inspired. You know, when you go into your Instagram feed, um, the things that pop up in the main mm-hmm. kind of page where you see a lot of stuff coming in. I've been seeing a lot of people that are... I love looking at the fashion. That's like my favorite yeah. thing or like the home decor. And there have been some fashion girls who are like, I made these jeans myself. And they've like, you know, bedazzled them and made them really fun and cool. And I'm like, I really would love, I I have so much creativity I would like to ooze out. Not saying it's going to be good. I'm probably going to suck big time, but... I have to be like me and make make a Hawaiian Hawaii flower. Yeah, your yeah. Hawaii Five O set. Mm-hmm. Kevin's favorite show was Hawaii Five O, by the way. So I'm gonna call him Hawaii Five O, Kevin. So um, well, remember we talked about crafting in a previous episode and how yeah. just important it is to have these hobbies. Uh-huh. What, what was the, I forget? Jeff, we Jeff is, is the why Jeff. You're gonna be so missed. The Encyclopedia Jeff. Jeff, who was the lady that sat with Oprah and said it's mandatory to be creative? Erica Kessler. Renee Brown. 
uh, that was what it was. We yep. view, we watched a clip of Brene Brown oh, talking about yes. the of creativity. Thanks, Kelsey. You're welcome. She yeah. was the one who nailed that one. Yes. Damn, Kelsey just wants to just push was... you out, John. <laughs> no, it's good. She's like, oh, they think Jeff's the shit. I'm like, mm-hmm. I got you. You're both it, the shit. It was, for all of you out there, it was a Patreon episode, actually. So oh. it was a very exclusive Patreon episode mm. mm-hmm, that we talked about Brene Brown. We watched a little clip, and she so, talked about how... Kelsey you, on fire. Thank you. But what did oh, we talk you. about that? But what was the line that was so important in it there was where she that, said that creativity is the void? No, it was that if you unuse creativity, it metastasizes. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Kelsey. Right? It hits. That we did, stuck and, with me. And yeah. our Patreon, we did... It me, too, but I forgot. We did a very, very deep dive on Patreon and came up with some great examples on why... It's so important to be creative mm-hmm. and then how to be creative. And to the, your point now, Maria, these are people that are being creative and doing something positive with it, which I love. And I, yeah. and with you, Maria, like, you know, you could, we have here in Connecticut, we have some great workspaces now mm-hmm. to do things. I was able to do these flowers, like in the, the, I set up a nice little workshop. Like, and the cool thing about you is um, yours, whatever you create goes out to a bigger audience too. So Very true. with yeah. all your free time, with all my free time, I know that's the challenging part is, is finding the free time. Like I know it exists, but I'm filling it so much with being with my mom and taking care of her that yeah. it's challenging to think that, I mean, Kelsey and I squeezed in some snow time yesterday. Yeah. I was like, Kelsey, it is about to get dark in 10 minutes. We have to go outside and we've got to make snow angels and we've got to pretend we're like little kids in the snow because I haven't done that in two decades. It was amazing. And was so fun. it was really fun. She pulled me in the sled. I pulled her in the sled or I attempted. <laughs> I'm not as strong as her. I mean, and now I found out, Jeff, we have this gazebo in the back and there's all yeah. this snow. And so we're going to slide down the stairs. It's only like four stairs, but we're going to go sledding today. <laughs> That's and right. It's going to be amazing. But um, I, I will say um, I have been noticing so many of you joining the Patreon. Mm-hmm. And I am very grateful. So first of all, it, it's really helping us and there was someone who joined in there and he added a little extra money in there i, I was like that. oh my god that was so cool um and so um not only do you get the ad free shows you also get the extra shows where we go really deep and when you're on the go 24 7 like me guys finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at macy's do for me from working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials it's been my go-to for so many years and having everything in one place is such a time saver for me with being a first-time mom for a while now as you know I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me so I know we're all focusing on our families our health hopefully our jobs and everything in between but It's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're going to love it. A little bit more intimate. Um, And then uh, you also have the workshop. So we have the Cindy Deal Mm -hmm. Heart Chakra Opening Workshop that's coming up February 10th. Kelsey's going to be sending out the invites soon. That's right. You also have access to the library of workshops. But these workshops, we're taking at next level. And um, I will say there was a discussion we were going to have today about, you know, I've been talking about my mom's health and how I believe she's a miracle. 
and we are in the midst of a miracle and because we don't have a lot of time today to share everything that I want to share and there was a a miracle manifesting video that I found of Esther Hicks that I really really want to share with you guys we're gonna share it on patreon this week and so um, come join us click the link tree on better together with Maria click my link tree on Maria Menunos, whichever will get you there and and join us um, you're going to probably pass out when I share this with you. I'm so excited. Um, I haven't even told these guys because I was about to share it here, but we do have Adam Carolla and we do have a a tight window. So I want to make sure that um, we are honorable to our guest. And then I will share that on this week's Patreon and how you have the power to manifest your miracles too. So her doctor was absolutely blown away today. And uh, of course, I'm celebrating. So we will share that. I'm sorry, that's such a bad cliffhanger and it's ah, such a bad tease, but I have no it's choice. Amazing. Um, yeah. But I will say it's time for our Duncan break. Woo. Duncan and Better Together. We a team. And we, we are better team. together with Duncan and we run on Duncan. So mm-hmm. today I'm running on Nitro Cold Brew and the Southwest Veggie Sandwich, which there's only like half of it left because I couldn't wait. Guys, this is the most amazing thing. So it's plant-based <laughs> protein sausage, right? It is sausage meat, right? Kelsey? It's plant-based. Oh, I'm sorry. It's is it the plant-based? Impossible sausage. Yeah, there the impossible go. sausage. So not crazy. So it's uh, a black bean patty <laughs> packed with Southwest flavor, a little bit of heat, the delicious egg white omelet with the spinach, the bell peppers, the onions, a little slice of uh, aged white cheddar mm. cheese, wow. and then the multigrain thin made is whole wheat, chia, flax Ooh. seeds, and quinoa. And that's your fave. Guys, this yeah. is now like my crack, aside from the bagel bites, when I need like a real like thing. This Southwest veggie power sandwich really is so delicious. Mm-hmm. I couldn't help myself. I've been eating it already, and I'm going to take one last little bite before the autumn interview. Lots this of flavor. This is really good. Lots I of flavor. I waited till air. This mm-hmm. patty has so much flavor. Right? That's what I'm saying. Really good. Mm-hmm. So, um, and P.S., totally loving our Hill Squad sending photos at Duncan's. Mm-hmm. There's something so familial about it. It's it makes so me sweet. smile so much. So share your pictures with us. We love it. Tell us what you think about all the new breakfast items and things that <laughs> this is not good to talk at you. <laughs> um, and the nitro cold brew is infused with nitrogen. Got a bold taste, creamy texture, full bodied, and it's uh, a perfect pairing with the Southwest Veggie Power Sandwich, I believe. So make sure you guys order on the app. American run- America runs on Dunkin', but so does Better Together. Yes. I'm now going to chew. Um, maybe we have like someone say a joke while I finish chewing and swallowing. What? Someone say a joke. Oh, you want to hear my favorite joke? Right. I used to. Okay, I got a really good one. So I used to tell this joke when I would MC in high school. And mm-hmm. everyone was like, please stop telling this joke. So there's two muffins in an oven. Okay. I'm going to die. And, and one muffin goes, oh, my God, it's hot in here. To the other muffin and then the other muffin goes oh my god a talking muffin <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> thank you me 
maybe the worst joke ever. I think it's but great. It's brilliant. I like it. Thank you. Kelsey, and Kevin just <laughs> stares at you like a proud papa. Yeah. Thanks, well, I feel bad yesterday we picked on Kelsey and she was sad. You were sad? Well, I was I sad for like the, her I was sad for like she the two got, seconds and then we got over. We millennialed her and she she doesn't deserve to be millennialed. Well, she had to go skiing every weekend. We had oh to. Oh my god, and Maria, when I really played it back in my brain and how many things you had to do. Oh no, for sure. Oh boy. Oh boy. I, I am millennial have, adjacent. I have to I have go to. host the Oscars. Okay, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Maria. Yep, I have to fly to France to interview blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. I have to go sit with the Obamas. Okay. <laughs> really? Like, as I went down the list that we picked on four. Okay, Kelsey. but Kelsey's the more fun one to pick on. No, she's not fun to pick on. <laughs> Jeff, where do you keep going? Not when someone tries. Are you, is your sandwich below you? Oh, Jeff's yeah. really into the sandwich. He's like, scared <laughs> to like be on camera chewing. There's nothing worse than cry face or chewing. You face. guys, I am lost in courtside Karen at Juliana Carlos two A's. On we need Juliana. to ask Adam his let's opinion. Let's ask Adam about it. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. I am let's like get, lost in this feed. I love let's her get life. Adam in I here, meet her guy. guys. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> He's a radio personality, comedian, actor, filmmaker, podcaster, and most of all, groundbreaker. While others clung to mainstream radio, Adam invested tens of thousands of dollars into a little-known form of broadcast known as podcasting. As host of The Adam Carolla Show, he set and holds the record for the most downloaded podcast while overseeing a multi-million dollar franchise. Today, he is the padre of podcasting. <laughs> I like that better than father of podcasting. Get padre. the P in the P, honey. Mm-hmm. Okay. Every one of Adam's books have been New York Times bestsellers. He's an award-winning producer of TV and film, an amazing entrepreneur, a handyman, which is rare these days, race car driver, philosopher, and uh, a dear friend. And so I'm so excited to de- dive in with Mr. Adam Carolla, the Padre of Podcasting. Hi. <laughs> hey, how are you, Maria? Thank you for that. Of course. Uh, that send-in. I love it. <laughs> how are you, Padre? I'm good. Uh, a quick clarification, not a handyman, a carpenter. Oh, a carpenter, yes. <laughs> um, it's like calling a, a surgeon a chiropractor, you know No, what it's mean? like calling it's a, a surgeon a like a, a cutter or something, And Adam, right? you're really more of a contractor, too. He is, a, he is an official you contractor. Because you know far more than just basic carpentry. Yes, I know most of the codes. Although in California, they change every ten minutes. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, believe me. I, I blame know. the millennials who wrote this, Adam, and I'm sure you totally understand. I was just being Ron Burgundy. <laughs> I was throwing in a little flair here and there, but I blame the millennials. Well, the millennial who wrote that was Kevin. So, <laughs> yes, Kevin gets the shit. <laughs> Normally, see, Adam, we use millennial as a verb. We we say you get millennialed. And everyone knows what that means when you get millennialed in the workplace. <laughs> I mean, something went yeah. wrong. Something fell through the cracks. But you are a handyman. Even though you're a contractor, you're a handyman. Yes, I'm a handy pause man. <laughs> yes. I guess they have that with girlfriend. You're my girl pause friend. Yeah. But you're not my girlfriend. Totally. Exactly. I was doing an interview with Olivia Culpo the other day. And Olivia was like, oh, my God, you're so lucky. Your husband's a handyman. She's like, my husband, you know, he, or her boyfriend is a football player in the NFL. And uh, and I said, yeah, you know what that comes with, though? I said, when he was leaving to come to Connecticut, 
just like two weeks ago. He comes in to kiss me goodbye, Adam. And he's like, all right, I'm going to the airport. And I look down and he's wearing these high top black sneakers and the entire inner part of the sneaker is ripped open on both sides and his feet are hanging out so he had been doing construction for a few months renovating our house and he thought it was okay to go to the airport like that and here i am he's six feet away from many pairs of beautiful brand new sneakers okay and he wouldn't put them on because he had already sent a pair to connecticut and he was excited to land get in the house throw these ones away and put on his fresh pair well but with today's like torn jean craze (laughs) how long before it just trickles down to the torn sneaker craze and i'm sure as he walked through uh, LAX being harangued by TMZ and the paparazzi that they looked down and thought that he was on the vanguard of a new fashion trend versus <laughs> cheap and uh, low self-esteem. <laughs> this is what he said. He goes, I'm going to start a new trend. Yep. I thought he was like, he's thinking like Kanye when, when Kanye wore those um, those shoes, the slides and his feet were hanging over and he's like, no, no, this is like what they do in Japan. It's cool. And I'm like, honey, if I was Kim, I would have been like, no, honey, you're not wearing that. You're not doing that. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll just kind of, I'll go with it. And I did. I feel like Kim has bigger fish to fry with Kanye. (laughs) Yeah. I bet you if you talked to Kim and said, if it was just his choice of footwear, (laughs) would you guys still be together? She'd probably give you a big thumbs up. Oh, man. Relationships are tough. It is not easy, especially in the public eye. But Adam, um, Hmm. tell me what you're up to these days. I mean, how is is uh the adam carolla show doing i know you guys um are expanding and doing so much um life is pretty good it's busy uh the COVID thing hasn't really impacted me or my business maybe it's some of it just the nature of my business and the other part of it is just the nature of me um i've been traveling doing shows you know, I would probably say that the live shows have been down, you know, 65% or something, which in a way hasn't been a bad thing for me because I would tend to just kind of work all week and then hit the road on the weekends and then just come back and begin that cycle again. So, like, it just means more weekends to myself instead of going out two or three times a month going out once every five weeks or something like that um the books the the documentaries the podcast uh car building renovation stuff that's all just remained so i haven't really slowed down i haven't really been uh, impacted and i'm i'm happy to say i just come into work every day it, it's it's interesting that podcasting and other you know, movie making and stuff like that. For me, it's just become a job, like just get up and go to work every day. I, I never really thought about that as a comedian. You, th- I thought, well, I'll be working at night at a nightclub and then sleeping in all day, or I'll be doing the man show and we'll be taping on, on Fridays, but, and I'll come into the office, you know, when I'm good and ready kind of thing during the week. But I didn't, I didn't really anticipate the, creative the podcasts and so many other endeavors 
just turning into a job, like a, a regular mm-hmm. a regular gig, <clears throat> which, you know, I think. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past. But as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. There's good things about that. It's it's not that glamorous, but you're probably on the same schedule, which is Mm -hmm. like, it is a job. It's a job that you didn't think you would have when you were 15, but it's turned into a job. Yeah. How, how did you first, and you know, we've talked so many times, but I've never asked you how you kind of got into this and how you, did you like see this as something or did you fall into it? Like, how did it actually start where you were like, I'm going to get into podcasting? The I had been on Loveline on terrestrial radio for a decade. And then before that, I was on Kevin and Bean. And then after Loveline, I was doing a syndicated morning show for three years plus. So I probably had all in 15 years of like uninterrupted daily communication with an audience, my audience or somebody's audience. And for me, I I realized that there's a connection that's a little different. Like when Last Man Standing goes off the air this year, it'll be nine seasons of Last Man Standing. But Tim Allen isn't really connecting with the audience the way you would connect with your audience or I would have when I was doing morning radio. You know, people come to sort of rely on just almost just hearing your voice, Mm -hmm. like kind of like you turn the radio on when you leave the house. So your dog feels like there's somebody, Mm -hmm. somebody there. Um, So I, I always got firsthand, like how that could be very upsetting to people that there's no more hearing you. You cannot be heard. You're gone. Maybe you'll see me pop up on a sitcom or something or write a book, but you're not going to hear me in my daily thoughts and in what's going on in my world. So I just thought, and and it's what I said when I did my last radio show, which is, and, and I'll, I'll I'll circle back to another aspect of it, but I was like, I'm just going to do this hour long thing every night, or maybe it'll be 45 minutes or an hour and 10 minutes. But when I leave here on Friday, Monday, you can hear me again if you want to go on your computer and find me. And I was like, I'm sure many of you are done with me or not going to make the effort or don't care. But for, for those of you who would feel a void or a loss and maybe like 
like literally like the loss of a loved one or, you know, the uh, divorce or a, a, a coming undone of a relationship, you can just go on the computer and you can continue to listen to me. And that was really just the first impulse. There was no money. There was no business plan. There's no anything. It was this, I will continue to speak if you, if you want to seek that out. And it also was pointed out to me during the months leading in to the station flipping the format, KLSX in Los Angeles, although it was show was syndicated. They would keep coming in every month and they would go, you know, you had 19 million minutes of streaming last month. And I, and, and I would say, why? Or what's that about? And they'd go, we don't know. People are just like listening on the computer. And I started to figure out, oh, what, what was happening is, is when I did Loveline, I was on and we were on in like 100 markets. And then when we went to morning radio, we were on in like 10 markets. So there was a bunch of people in Chicago and Minnesota who did not get the morning show, but may have listened to Loveline on their radio station for many years. So those people were going to the computer and just listening to the morning show. So I was like, well, people are going to the computer and streaming the show. That, that seems like it's something. Hmm. And the radio guys, cause they're radio guys were like, it's not worth anything. Nobody cares. And I was like, yeah, but that's still good. You got 19 million minutes of streaming. And they were, they were sort of like, you can't monetize it and we don't care. And that was kind of their approach to it. But it kind of stuck with me. I was like, well, people are going to the computers and listening. Maybe, maybe they'll hang out when we just go full to the computer full time. Wow. And so when you did it, it wasn't called podcasting yet because you were the first, right? No, I wasn't <clears throat> the first. Uh, there were certainly others. No, you were I the first never... significant, though, Adam. You know what I mean? Like, there were, yes, there were people you podcasting. Were like the first real brand mm -hmm. to go there. And with the numbers, that made it like, huh? And people pause for sure. Um, I know well, as a fan. What I was, what I would probably say, what I would take credit for is there were folks who did a podcast like Bill Simmons did a podcast with ESPN. Like, so he worked for ESPN and ESPN put his podcast out. Um, I was maybe one of the first to just fully independently independent of, of, of a mothership like mm -hmm. ESPN or some other entity, just go out and do it on my own. And then because of that, I may have been certainly one of the early models for how do we monetize this? And, and my thought of it was always just like, well, we just monetize it. Like we, like I've been doing radio for the last 15 years. You, you do your show and you read some commercials and back then it was like, yeah, but nobody wants to advertise on, on a podcast. And I, I was sort of like, well, look, if you get a, got a hundred thousand listeners or a million listeners on a terrestrial radio and they're more than happy to advertise on <clears> that and you get a hundred thousand or a million listeners on podcasts then why not it's just years i mean it's probably a, a it's probably a better demographic on a podcast and they're probably more 
connected and tuned into the host. So I always just sort of had the feeling that if you did it every day and you had good numbers, eventually people would start coming around, you know, uh, brands would start coming around. And as it turns out, when the radio world started kind of falling apart, there were like salespeople from the radio world and they just kind of sloughed off. And they were like, I think I could sell podcasting to, you know, pro flowers or whomever. And so they just started about that, that very slow process. And, you know, now it's ubiquitous. So wild. I love hearing the story. Did you have something you wanted to say? Kevin? Well, Adam, you know, it's from Maria's audience, which is about, you know, always getting better. And I, we think of your story and you had a lot of lot stacked against you. Your parents who did not support you financially or emotionally. Um, yeah, I know you had difficulty just even learning in school, but yet look at what you've done. And like what, Adam, like what are some of the things that you would attribute it to? Do you think it's like, I know some people say like, hey, you're just born with it and that's it. And then that's like so discouraging to some people. You know, do you think that that's you? You just born with something special like Maria too? Or do you, were there things and choices that you made that other people could make too? Um, I was born with an ability to be funny. That was kind of a, an ability I, I was born with. On the other hand, um, you know, people always say like, who's the funniest guy, you know? And, um, I, I go, you've never heard of him because, you know, that's the way this business works. There's, there's plenty of funny people that you've never heard of. And then there's plenty of unfunny people that are household names. So it's not all, it's not a straight line from ability to success, obviously. I mean, it's that way in many businesses, but, um, I had a good sense of humor um, and then I always just kind of played the slow game. Like I was very much life is long. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Um, it's okay that you are, I understood when I was 21, 22, 23, and I was, you know, living with roommates and working construction and driving a truck and, you know, making nine bucks an hour and everything. <clears throat> I, I was sort of like, eh, this is where you should be given, given your circumstances, you know, like, you know, your family of origin and the, the, the neighborhood you grew up in and your education. And I, I was like that eh, this seems about right, right, right now you're not you're not better than anything you'll take any job any job you get you'll just work super hard and try to impress whoever the whoever's in charge and see if you can get another buck an hour you know i remember my mom always struggling with her hair it's frizzy maria my mom would say in her greek accent what do you have i tried so hard to find her products i wish i could share these products i'm using now with her because i know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished, I don't even need to do anything else. It 
is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with way go to the way T H E O U A I.com and enter the promo code heel squad for 15% off any product. That's the way T H E O U A I.com promo code heel squad. Trust me. You won't regret it next year, but you don't want to be doing this for an extended period of time, but you're going to be doing it for what feels like a long time because when you're 22 and you think I'm going to be doing this until I'm 30 or 31, it does feel like a really long ass time. But if you can get somewhere and you can be in your early thirties and having some success, well then that would be great. Like you'd, you'd still be young and you could do that for the next 40 years, you know? So I was very like, I was the guy who was like, do you want uh, 10 M&Ms today or 20 M&Ms tomorrow or maybe never? I was like, I'll wait. I'll just wait on the 20. Like that, that, and I don't know if that's a, a temperament. I don't know if that's genetic. I don't, I don't know what it is. Most the people I grew up with would just snatch the 10 M&Ms and go running, yeah, laughing. Most people. And I was like, right, but get back to me in 10 years. And my friends were like, who the fuck cares about 10 years? We're worried about 10 minutes, you know? And I was like, yeah, but we're going to be, I kept saying, we're going to be 30 one day. We still want to all be living on top of each other in an apartment and driving a piece of crap pickup truck. So I just had, I had comedic ability, which I was aware of, but it didn't mean any, any good was going to come of it or I was going to make any money, but I, I owned it. I was like, you have a sense of humor. And then I was like, and I got time. No, there's no pressure. There's no family business to go into. You know, don't have kids. Don't get married. Don't get someone pregnant. You know, don't buy a brand new pickup truck because then you're going to have your payments Mm -hmm. and insurance and you're not going to be able to go out and take your groundling classes. So just just play the slow game. And that blinked my eyes and I was 30. You know, and then I met Jimmy Kimmel and then everything started kind of taking off. From and, there. and he wasn't Jimmy Kimmel at the time. Like, let's be clear. <clears throat> no. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's no. not like you met your sugar daddy, so to speak. No, he, he was Jimmy the sports guy at the time. And he didn't have a whole lot of clout. <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny because when I, I, I do think back on uh on those early days with Jimmy and Jimmy would go into the program director's office and go, uh, Hey, I got an idea for a bit. And then the program director would go, that's a bad idea. Hmm. We're not going to do it. Shut the door. (laughs) just, and it was weird having Jimmy before he was Jimmy Kimmel. He was Jimmy, the sports guy. He was trying to hustle these bits and pitch these ideas and, like I got an idea for a TV show and everyone's like, that's a lame idea. We're not going to do it. I, when I early on in radio, they said to me, uh, Hey, what if you went and did like a weekend show on KLSX or something? And I said, yeah, what if I did it with Jimmy? And they were like, no, he's a (laughs) producer. He's not, (laughs) by the way, here's how radio goes. They go, He's not talent. He's like a creator. He's like a producer, but he's not talent. You're talent. He's not talent. Mm. And then it's like, yeah, yeah, then he hosted the Oscars. So 
You know what's interesting though? I, the the point in there that's so special is that you have to be patient, right? Like I think as you're telling me all the people that were rejecting Jimmy and his ideas, I think back to everyone who was rejecting my ideas. I would go to said show <clears throat> with all of these these topics that I wanted to do stories on that I thought would help people because it was stuff that I was interested in or things that I needed. And when there's a need, you know that you're not the only one, right? And so it really is about hanging in and kind of back to where you went in your mind. It's just being patient and 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 kind of just going with it and, and just continuing to be consistent, not trying to just rush and, and grab really fast. Um, yeah, well, I think <clears throat> there's I think there's a like a misnomer, which is, you know, people always go, yeah, you got to believe in yourself. Like there's a lot of got to believe in yourself discussions. And I was never <laughs> of that camp. I never really believed in myself. I didn't really have any ex- good examples of believing in myself or why <laughs> I should believe myself. Like, I was mostly just doing it out of desperation. I, was, I wasn't believing in myself. I, I and, and also believing in yourself, it was sort of neither here nor there. Like I was going to pitch my ideas. I was going to show up early. I was going to try to get mic time. I was going to try to, you know, grab any opportunity or if anyone said, you know, hey, you want to do an early morning Saturday home improvement show? I was like, I will. Sure. I don't care what the money is. I'm I'm there. Like, but I never thought I believe in myself. I'm going to will this into existence. I was just sort of get up and go do it and just yeah. keep just keep chipping away. <clears throat> I don't think that any of us really know what we're capable of until it happens, truly, because Again, I'm looking back and I'm thinking of myself. It, I never said to myself, oh, I believe in myself. I just had the balls to try. And then I'd get rewarded with success. And that builds your confidence and your belief in yourself as you go along. So now I know that I can go out and kill it on a live show and and do you know host New Year's Eve in Times Square. Um, but that comes with, you know, lots of kind of taking those steps and having courage. What and, I love about Adam, though, Maria, it. is, and again, you, you were hosting E.T. at 22. What <clears> I love <throat> about Adam's story is, it's, it's, to me, it's more relatable because, you know, he's on a construction site and, you know, in harsh conditions, swinging a hammer for a very long time. I was selling time. sausages. You were. You were at 19 mm-hmm. and 20, but I'm saying, um, like. See, I'm trying to negate my, my no, path. No, I'm not doing I that. I was a I'm janitor. I worked no, hard. No, but you got your wins early, Maria, yes. and that helped you. Mm-hmm. And, Ad, and what I think is relatable about Adam's story, and for a lot of us out there who aren't you, it's that he, he kept getting the doors closed in his face, and he didn't. You also, Adam, how did you take the rejection? All the rejections you must have dealt with in, before, you know, things started happening in your 30s. Um, I was super philosophical and I didn't get rejected that much. And the reason I didn't get rejected that much is because I didn't go out for things. Like I was like, I had a roommate. He was also trying to like a struggling actor. And like, I remember one morning I got up and he was just sitting in our rented house at our dining room table and he had all his headshots and he had his resume and had this like list of agents from Samuel French, the, you know, actor's bookstore. And he had all these manila envelopes and he was just filling them out. 
And I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm going to, I'm trying to get an agent. And I was like, how's that work? He's like, I got up this list of agents and then I uh, put my headshot in and my resume in. And I was like, yeah, I don't see why anyone would open an envelope with my picture in it and my resume in it and think I must represent this person. I, they're just going to throw it away. And I was like, nah. And, and there would be like, oh, you want to go on this audition or that audition? And I was like, no, because I'm not good. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a good actor. I'm not a good cold reader. I, I don't have a lot of confidence. I have raw ability that's completely unharnessed and undeveloped. So I didn't really get a lot of doors slammed in my face because I didn't really knock on any doors. I was just like, uh, I was insanely pragmatic with myself, which is you are not ready to go out and be a comedian because you have no training. You have no experience. You, you grew up, you know, playing sports and running around North Hollywood. And then you went to a construction site. Why would you be able to go out and, and, and be a competent comedian or, um, or author or anything? I was like, you, you, you're not ready for any of that stuff. Mm. So, I, I didn't really go out and try. I was just like, I, my job is to try to get myself ready. So wow. at some point when I am ready or when the door does open or when, when it is time to knock on the door, I'm going to be totally prepared to seize it. Mm. And what happened with Jimmy is I had spent, you know, eight years probably doing improvisational groundlings acme theater blah 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 and when i've had my opening like when i had my little window my my opportunity with jimmy and k-rock and the whole boxing match they were having and all that stuff I as a first-time mom with a baby i'm always on the go whether it's running errands getting my coffee going to doctor's appointments or just spending quality time with little athena and that's why i rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything no matter where i am kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery <laughs> you know for the nighttime hunger moments wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes making them the perfect snack to have literally anytime whether i'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or i'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. It was like, now, now I move. Like I've been training for almost a decade. I've got nothing. I haven't made a penny. I've had no success. Here's your window. Now's the time to move. Damn. And it's exactly what I did. I was like, I'm getting in on this radio station and I will work for free. And I will, I will build the cabinets in here. I will, I will detail beans car which which i basically did i will just do whatever but once i get into this building they're they're not gonna be able to get me out of here it was funny because um 
early on there was an opening for a van driver at k-rock and i was like jimmy i think i, I should drive the van if hmm. i drive the van I'll, I'll show up every day i'll be here you know and he said don't drive the van and i said why not and he goes because then you'll be the van driver yeah. i was like oh okay all right i won't do that <laughs> <laughs> but you know what you would have figured it out even you if you were the van driver because we always talk about proximity being power right so even just oh, being man. in proximity if you were starting to make people laugh so it's not to discourage anyone from being the van driver do whatever it takes but what i think with you adam that um you also have along with being philosophical and pragmatic is there's an instinct in you that you trust. You had an instinct when you heard there were eyeballs going to podcasting, to computers. And so even though the, you know, the people who are supposed to know this stuff more in a sense, right? The programmers and the executives. But is it even an instinct? It's an awareness, Maria. It, like, I, I just hear that. If, I'm the type that hears that at face value, which he did. He heard, like, it's 100,000 people. So what? It's, well, I don't care if they're on a computer at a bus stop or yeah. on a computer or on a, you know, he just listened. And I feel like the self-awareness. Is it awareness or is it instinct, Adam? Well, I think instinct would suggest that it was innate, like, like a dog has an instinct or a deer has an instinct. And part of it is innate, but the, but the innate part, I guess, just opens you up to what Kevin is saying. It's just to listen mm -hmm. and to listen and maybe even kind of deconstruct things around you. I I've always had that sort of, well, if there's a, if you're getting 19 million minutes of streaming every month, how can that not count for something? How can that be nothing mm -hmm. when, when, so like I was like, when I, I moved to Hollywood when I was like 25 and I, I was, this will come full circle to the deconstruction and maybe the innate whatever, but I had a pickup truck. I had this uh, Sony stereo in it, a digital Sony stereo. And the pickup truck with this Sony stereo in it was about all I had in my life. And I didn't have insurance on the pickup truck. And it was back in the day when everyone was getting their car stereos ripped off. It just bust your window and tear your stereo out, you know? And I was living in a house with a bunch of guys and it got like sold out from under us. And I had to move in with my girlfriend who lived on Franklin in Hollywood and kind of the kind of dicey part of Hollywood with no subterranean parking. No, there's no parking. You parked on the street. So I was like, I think my stereo is going to be stolen like the first night, but Maybe, maybe I'll get lucky and keep it for five days, but my window's going to get busted and my stereo's going to get stolen. And I think my pickup truck's going to get stolen too, because they used to steal a lot of little mini Nissan pickup trucks. So I was like, these two things are probably going to happen. Now I don't have money for insurance, so I'd like to prevent my pickup truck from being stolen and my stereo from being stolen. And I don't have money to buy like a fancy alarm for the car or anything like that. So what shall I do to prevent these two things? You became on the a alarm. very limited budget. <laughs> <laughs> what? I go, you became the alarm. <laughs> no, I was like, here's the deconstruction. I was like, why do people steal stereos? Like who steals stereos? 
who does steal stereos? Let's uh, shitbirds. I'll, I'll pose <laughs> it to you. <laughs> I figured out. I started to think. Well, who steals the stereo? I mean, it's a pretty desperate act. You bust the window, you reach mm-hmm. in, you tear it out, and you run off into the night. So, who steals stereos? And I was like, not people that want to listen to stereos. They don't steal your stereo. Who steals stereos? Well, drug addicts steal stereos because it's like it's kind of desperate move. And then what do they do with the stereos? Well, they have to sell it like that night. You know, it's so they can get drugs. It's it's kind of a desperate act. So I was like, okay, what would make this stereo unsellable? And I was like, hmm. So I put a little, I put a little piece of tape over the uh, digital readout on the stereo, and I bought a can of brown spray paint, which was the same colors like the dashboard on the pickup truck, and I spray painted it brown, <laughs> and I made it unsellable. Oh my god! And then I got a little toggle switch, and I cut the wire to the fuel pump in the back of the car and I put a little toggle switch under the seat so I could shut the fuel pump off so you even if you had the keys to the car you couldn't start the car and the car would start for a few moments because there was fuel in the float bowl of the carburetor and it would run for a block or something but then it would just run out of gas because the fuel pump was shut off so I was like all right I'm going to do those two things the total price for the toggle switch and the can of spray paint was like seven dollars and the car was stolen a couple of times what but i found it because it ran out of gas because oh fuel pump was <laughs> you found it a block later yeah i would just start walking whatever direction the truck was pointing you know when i parked it i could figure well they went must have went that way because i was on the right side of the street <laughs> And the stereo would be in the car. Uh, I, I, I can't. I can't even believe this. Thinking ahead. But wow. that's a deconstruction. It's a, it's a it's a sort of deconstructive mind, which is don't think about how to prevent people from putting their hands on your stereo because you can't prevent them from doing that. You're parked on the street. But what is their motivation for stealing stereo and how do you make how do you desecrate your stereo? So it's it's no basically it's no good to the person that steals stereos. Wow. You could not fence that stereo. And also with the also understanding that that guy's just going to walk to the next car and bust the window. Yeah. Wow. Adam, where were you when I t- did razor blades? I was from that camp. We just taped razor blades to the bottom of the stereo. Really? Oh, so, really? Yeah, that was the thing we all did. Yeah, it was like, really? yeah, then we'll have your, you'll have blood all over the car. But yeah, that'll be a bummer. Oh. I mean, like, we, yeah, no, because that was the thing. Everyone, they were, it was a commodity back then, Maria. Wow. But wow, but so that Adam, is do a, you, this, you are a thinker to the this, next but level. This, but this deconstruction, which I just love, and I've never even heard this business theory. You, I'm guessing you've applied this throughout the rest of your life and other business activities, correct? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm I'm not, I I don't think of myself as a businessman. 
I, I sort of think of myself as a comedian, thinker, you know, documentarian, whatever. But and I'm not I'm not a great business person in that I, I do not have any formal training in business and I don't. I, it's also something that I've kind of stayed away from, which is. I, I really want to be near the creative and sort of always with the creative part of, of the business and a little less on the business side of the business. But I, I did like early on and it's funny cause no one will, it, it, it takes two to tango. Like when I was first starting out and I was getting a little traction at K rock and I started going out on these, pitch sessions, you know, go talk to MTV and whatever channel and pitch them a show. I was pitching, and this is like, you know, 1995, 1996, I was pitching home improvement shows. There were no mm. home, there was, the only show was This Old House on PBS. Yeah, good old there Bob Vila. Right. There wasn't all these shows, you know, there's 10,000 shows now. There were no shows. It was like home improvement, PBS couple stuffy guys talking about you know shear walls or or gutters and i was like what if we did one that had some fun and some comedy and was like you know and everyone would kind of say to me like yeah nobody we don't do that or nobody does that it was sort of like when we were pitching the man show most of the feedback we got was yeah but that show doesn't exist then there's not already one of those shows, you know? And I was like, we we're like, yeah, we could be that show. And they're like, yeah, but we need some other example of that show before you can be that show. So we can keep our jobs. Right. But I was saying, I would say the guys that I would pitch to home improvement stuff to, I would go, look, when I started out in the business, not show business, but carpentry, we would go to Anawalt Lumber or Terry Lumber and it'd be open from, you know, 6 a.m. to 4 or 5. And the whole place would just be filled with pickup trucks and contractors. See, now they have Home Depots everywhere. And some of them, like the one in Hollywood's open 24 hours a day. And the place is filled with soccer moms and weekend warriors and stuff. I was like, the fact that there's a Home Depot, and this is obviously before Home Depot went bananas, I was like, the fact that there's these Home Depots popping up and it's not the contractors that are coming in, it's like the homeowners that are coming in now, that says something. That, And that says there's a void in the market because there's no show for those people. Yeah. They don't watch this old house. This old house is sort of hardcore, woodworking, whatever. It's not for the weekend warrior who wants to go out and do projects and stuff. And I was pitching it and everyone was just kind of looking at me like, I don't know what you're talking about, but... Yeah, so just because you're intuitive doesn't mean the people you're pitching to are intuitive. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I digress. But that that was a lot of my world, like sort of saying, hey, here's what's happening. I used to we used to do Loveline on MTV. And it was totally unscripted and there was no pre-rehearsed or pre-produced or Drew and I didn't even know what the calls were going to be and whatever. And I kept, I kept saying to Drew, like in the mid, late 90s, I kept saying, I think this is the future, real TV, 
real TV, not sitcoms, not teleprompters, real TV. I, I wasn't saying reality TV. I was saying real TV. Like, like here we are. We're just sitting here and it's not all pre-produced or rehearsed or we're, we just get the cameras fired. I kept saying that and everyone just kind of look at me like, uh, okay, go work on a sitcom. Uh, so I did, I was intuitive with a lot of that stuff, but it's not like I ever got paid. I not, never got paid or never, never. It's like, I never did anything with it, but I, I, I was able to tap in to trends, I guess before, but if you, know, if you tap into a trend before it turns into anything, then you're just the sucker tapped into a trend before it turned into anything. Mm. Well, Kevin's just shrugging over there because that's how he feels. And it's funny. So you guys share this where you're both visionaries and you see way, way ahead because what you're saying to me now just is reminiscent of Kevin's, you know, entire life on this planet. He sees so far down the pike. Like I always say, Kevin's on like the boat ahead of us and he's like, there's an island over there. And we're like, what a fucking weirdo. What is he talking about? I don't see an island anywhere. He's like, no, 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 the island is there. I swear to God. And we're like, he's a wackadoodle. I don't know what he's talking about. And we're in the boat just behind him, but he sees so far ahead. I feel like for you, you are, um, you're so calm and you're such a, you're a thinker and you're a visionary and there is an intuitiveness in there. So, um, it's almost like you have a crystal ball and I always joke with Kevin, Kevin always has the crystal ball and he meets somebody and he knows what they're supposed to do. He knows how to get them there and he sees things in them that they didn't even know existed. Well, Um, let me, let me tell you what you should start labeling heaven's gift because i mm-hmm. i once got into a debate with gloria allred about um michael richards and whether dropping a thousand n-bombs would help or hurt his career i i posited that it would hurt his career it's a long story but she said to me you don't know you don't know you don't have a crystal ball and i said oh i i don't have a crystal ball I have a crystal brain, Ooh. and I understand. Ooh, I like that. So if you Kevin. would like Kevin, if you would, if you would like to anoint him, yeah, as the man with the crystal brain, because the crystal ball suggests he just got something, but somebody could steal his crystal ball, and they would have his intuitive powers. <laughs> but the crystal brain, good yeah, luck prying that out of his skull. Leave <laughs> it to Adam. You do have a crystal brain. With an asterisk, Adam Carolla, TM. Die. Okay, so so then my my final question to you is, what is the next thing? Because if you knew real TV was coming, you knew there was something to all those streams, you got into podcasting and and are the padre of podcasting, what's next? I think it's going, I mean, the way it's going, but I, I I think... we're going to go from this kind of shotgun of entertainment. Like when we, when I was growing up, there's a couple of movie theaters in town and whatever movie showed up, that's just a movie you watched. And I, when I was 11, I saw horrible movies that you wouldn't make it five minutes into now. And I watched the whole thing in a movie theater because that's the movie that was in the town I lived in and you had no choice, you know? And then that sort of went with the three TV networks. Like, you know, I'm sitting there, I'm age nine or 10, I'm watching Maud 
You know what I mean? My my kids would stab me if I tried to tell, <laughs> tell them to watch a sitcom with B. Arthur. But it's like that's what was on, was you know, good. and we just kind of accepted it. Like this is what is here, you know, in a weird way, kind of like stadium food. Stadium <laughs> yeah. food was just stadium food, you know, and and I think, I you know, people would come in and go, wouldn't it be nice if people could get some uh, in and out burger or McDonald's or Kentucky Fried Chicken or something? I was like, no, we have stadium food. We have food. And it's like, yeah, but we're not in a prison. Why? If you're going to enjoy the game, why can't you enjoy your favorite burger while you're watching the game? And eventually they thought about it. You know, they were like, yeah, why don't we have different brands that you recognize and so entertainment to me is kind of going like the stadium food it's like there used to just be abc that's what you watch you watch heart to heart or manix or something and then we spread it out it's like okay now there's a bunch of cable stations so all right now you got a choice and then it got into you know a bunch of podcasts then it's like you know fox versus cnn I just think it's going to keep getting more and more focused. Like, I just think you or me or whomever, you're just going to have your group. Yeah. And that group is going to be your little kingdom. And it's not going to be, you know, the Dukes of Hazzard would have 37 million Americans watching every week. Mm -hmm. But... They didn't care. You know what I mean? It was like 37 million who watched it because they were a captive audience. And I just feel like it's going to keep getting more and more focused and more and more refined. And from I don't know anything about technology, but I I do feel like you're you're just going to have these little breakaway groups and everyone's going to have their very refined group and the demographic and the cum and the the numbers and the overnights and stuff. That's all just going to go by the wayside. And we're going to be living in this world where somebody's a big celebrity to their group and no one else really even knows who they are. Yep. Wow. All fiefdoms. Kevin has been saying the yes. same thing with his crystal brain. He's like, everyone's oh, going to have their man. little fiefdom. What do you think is going to happen with, uh, you know, and your your friend, Dr. Drew, um, our friend, Dr. Drew, wrote a really great book on narcissism years ago. And I remember interviewing him on the Today Show and he was talking about the rise of narcissism, which I think we're in the, the greatest probably age of now with um, what do you think is going to happen with all the the Instagram famous, the YouTube famous, TikTok. and all of TikTok famous. Mm-hmm. What do you think is going to happen with all of that? You know, I think those people are going, I think there's going to be a lot of depression and a lot of anxiety and a lot of coping that's going to need to go on because it's so hard to keep that ball rolling for you know, it's a, it's two years or it's three years. Or if you're lucky, it's seven years, but you start at 18. You know what I mean? There's going to be a lot of people that are going to have to kind of come to grips with that. And hopefully there'll be some sort of renaissance of pragmatism where people go, you know, 
it's not the most important thing to get as many clicks or likes or thumbs up or whatever. I, you know, uh, maybe even a kind of weird return to the simple things. I'm kind of hoping that this whole COVID thing and, and all the social media and stuff, I'm hoping for a lot of people, it's like returning them to, I'm going to build a tree house with my kids and I'm going to go on a hike with my dog and I'm going to go down into the uh, garage with my split sneakers and uh, <laughs> build a build a spice rack for Maria. Like, I, I just feel like hopefully there'll be some sort of old weird renaissance like an M. Night Shyamalan movie where they end up living like Quakers lived in, you know, 1775, you know. So I I would suggest that those people are going to have to start investing in their mental health because they can't just keep chasing that dragon. I, I, I don't feel like for the lion's share of them, there's two animal metaphors in a row. For the lion's share of them, it's just not going to work. And and I feel the same for almost everyone. You're just going to have to get back to a sort of a basic, you know, like a a basic, you know, diet and exercise kind of approach to life. Like you're just going to have to stop looking for the shortcuts and the uh, hacking. You know, we're going to have to stop hacking into everything and just start going, got to get up, got to exercise, got to eat right got to break a sweat got to hug my kids i love it great way to to close out adam that was really awesome um i really enjoyed hearing how how you kind of got started in this streaming and also podcasting how world and how for this generation that just wants to the majority of them that i meet adam want to be creative for whatever reason and um, but the thing is, they all want it so fast. I was like that too. And but I love that you took your time and you didn't jump out when you weren't ready. We yeah. we all I feel like we all like like I'm ready. Like at 21, mm-hmm. I'll make a film, and it was a disaster. Well, also you know, but if I, you do it's that, amazing. if you do it before you're ready, you might not be able to handle all of the rejection you're going to get, and then hang in the game so you can keep going right. forward. So well, it's you could like, blow your shot too, Maria. How you, many times? And you, you yeah. yes, mm-hmm. you may not. Yeah. You may essentially devalue yourself for those who are making the decision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, if you're not ready and then you just get up there and whiff and walk back to the dugout, is that manager going to put you back in the game? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I used to, I, Kevin knows, I never went out for an audition I didn't think I could nail. Because I'm like, why am I going to leave a bad impression on somebody? Right. There's no, you know, oh, I'm just going to magically be great at it. If I'm not great at it right now, then I got to wait. And so I kind of did the same thing. I feel like with certain areas, like where I knew I wasn't um, especially strong in, but I think this is really valuable for people. An awareness with Adam and a self-awareness Yeah, that I Mm -hmm. think is so important. And, And Adam, I think that again with this audience that, or this, this group coming up that just wants to be creative, you handled the business behind the scenes to be able to be creative and so even though you don't consider yourself an entrepreneur or a businessman that's fine you, you are but even though you don't consider yourself one but you did all of the right made all the right business decisions to support your creative mm-hmm. so again these are things that people just don't it's so important for the younger generation to hear that story adam really thanks it's kevin amazing. and uh have fun 
with your crystal brain. Oh my God. <laughs> the crystal brain, crystal brain. is going to be epic. Adam um, has one too. For everything you guys want to know about Adam, including his podcast and his recent book, I'm Your Emotional Support Animal, Navigating Our all woke, no joke culture. <laughs> uh, you can go to his website, adamcarolla.com. And you can, of course, follow him on Instagram at Adam Carolla. We'll link to all of that in the summary of this episode. Um, I'm going to close out, Adam, and then I guess I'm going to come chat with you. Yeah, you're going to be show. on my motivational podcast. Take Holla. a Hey, let's Woo-hoo. do it. All right. I'll be right back with you in a minute. Thank you, Adam. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks Adam. Adam. Thanks. Bye, Adam. All right. That was fun. So fun. Wow. So cool. So Kelsey and Jeff, as younger people, were you as inspired, motivated, and educated by his journey? Yeah. The car, the yeah. stereo car story was absolutely insane. Right. Absolutely insane. I love it. Jeff? I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've always respected Corolla. I think um, he is a really good example of someone who, if you approach your future success with reasonability and not just kind of a manic obsession with the next best thing, you can create your own success. Mm -hmm. So I think like what I take away from Adam is like, take stock of your life, take stock of your opportunities and don't just give into the desperation or the, you know, unhealthy need to be validated. Instead, look for your escape pods or your methods to get where you need to go because they're there. You just haven't really thought about it or deconstructed it in the way that I think he does. And I think he does what we talked about, I was saying earlier in the week, like patience. That, I was go, just going to say that. Mm-hmm. Go with the flow yeah. of life. Mm-hmm. Life is taking you somewhere. Go with it. Yep. Sometimes we interrupt it with our, our uh, impatience and mm-hmm. our desperation. And it's like, what just we go. think we and need. Oh, we're yeah. so yeah. into the result yeah. mm-hmm. rather than the journey. Yeah. Right. And his awareness, mm-hmm. you know, of, of what was going on around him and the self-awareness. I'm not right. ready. Also, like when he talked about the patients with the M&M story, yeah. it was so cool to see that he was like, he was surrounded by all the people who wanted the 10 M&Ms, but he was still oh, like enough, like self-aware that he was like, no, no, no. Like, I'm good. I don't need to be like all of you guys. I'm good. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait it out. I mm-hmm. thought that was really cool. Yeah. It's like, you don't have to look and be like all your peers if you're aware right. enough. And he had parents both telling him one wasn't really present much and yeah. the other one saying to him, he was telling him he was an idiot. I also loved when he said there's no straight line to success. Mm-hmm. And so remember that, guys. All right. We got to... We got to close this out. Um, thank you guys for joining us as always. If you can help us by following us on our Instagram at Better Together with Maria. So Kelsey will have the ability to do these swipe up thingies that are very helpful as we continue to be a source of inspiration for you there and a source for tools to get through this crazy, amazing life. Um, that would be amazing. And if you want to join us on Patreon or anywhere else, you can just click the link tree. Um, which is the little link under the bio on Better Together with Maria. In the meantime, follow us at Adam Carolla at Better Together with Maria, at Kelsmeyer2, at Jeffrey Crane Graham. You'd think I'd have these memorized by now. <laughs> um, but um, tomorrow, guys, we say goodbye to Jeff. Yay! Oh. Finally! <laughs> As we say in Boston, that's a need of the balls. Toodles! Oh. Peace out! I'm kidding, Jeff. Um, no, Jeff, uh, every every show this week afterwards maria has said to me or i've said to her oh my god and i've said to kelsey we're so gonna miss jeff yeah 
Yeah. Well, well we never. You're not going to miss this show, too. Yeah. Well, you'll be that back, I feel like. I yeah. think so, too. I do, too. Oh, are you kidding me? This I think morning? he's going to make his movie and then he's going to come back. No, you guys, this morning. He's got to. He's, he's going to miss us. You're going to miss us. No, no, Jeff's involved. Jeff's, listen, Jeff is developing Potluck Thursdays. He's deep in development on regular <laughs> no. guy Fridays. Now he just got It's Me, Kelsey. That's right. Meyer That's added me. to his plate, which, Jeff, I'm going to do the weather. Because there's, <laughs> no one has been assigned wet doing weather on her show yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to do that. Amazing. Jeff, no. Jeff what do you think about traffic on its Honey, Je- hold Kelsey on. Meyer. Kelsey has something to say I've before we go because we got to get out of here. Jeff, literally this morning, we were working on the rundown and we got an email. And he was like, oh, this is a great guest. I'm so jealous. I'll probably jump on and help. This is like late March. He's like, I'll probably jump on and help because like, you might need it. Yeah, no, no, Jeff, like, Jeff is going to be back. I have Jeffrey a feeling. Crane yeah. scam. Maybe not in a full-time capacity, but he'll be back on the show. He'll be back. I think yes, he's... I'm going to miss it. He's yep. going to need his voice out there. We're and he's gonna still need on the Hill Squad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, tune in for the... Should we make a roast tomorrow? <gasps> I'd love it. I'm in. <laughs> Could we go back and pull every... Oh, that would be so good. Jeff. Look at Kevin. Jeff. <laughs> no. no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Um, no. We'll be celebrating Jeff tomorrow. And, um, I hate goodbyes. I hate goodbyes. I do, I too. always do. All right, guys. But goodbye to you. Um, we love you all. No, see you Our later. squad. Aloha. See you later. Aloha, Aloha. from Kevin. Um, be nice people. Make good choices and be present. <laughs> Hey, Hill Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heel Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heel events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heel Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much, and we love doing this thing called life with you.